let's go. There's gonna be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plate. People get out of our way. Au revoir, have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Let's puck it up with our friend Andrew Raycroft of Nesson, brought to us by Brennan's Smoke Shop. Brennan's has nine locations in Massachusetts and just opened their newest shop in Hudson, New Hampshire. Visit Brennan's for the best selection of cigars. Andrew Raycroft joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, has your mom ever come to your defense the way Jake DeBrusque's mom has apparently tried to, I don't know, clap back at some of us big, meanie media people who are hooting on her son? <laughs> uh, no, fortunately, I, Twitter was not a thing when, when I was playing in the league or it was at the beginning when I was ending. So my mom did not jump on Twitter and, and protect me or defend me. She would have. <laughs> if she could have, I'm sure there's many times when when people were saying mean things about me. I'm sure it was uh, affecting her and my parents. And and literally, as a player, that's the worst, right? When when you know it's affecting everybody else in your family, what's going on? That's a, that's a bad feeling. Were you ever on a team where a player publicly demanded, requested, or whatever word you want to use, a trade? Absolutely. Yeah, and there's there's plenty, and and every team I was on had two or three guys that had already asked for trades, or you knew they wanted out of there, or they were ready to get out of there. So this isn't a big deal for the players. The players have, players have known Jake DeBrusque wanted out of off the team for months, and probably knew about his deal, what was going on last season. So so the idea, and that's the one thing with the the tweet and the going back and forth, the idea that. Jake DeBrusque is being a bad teammate because his other teammates have to go out and talk about this. There's two points. One, you're going to ask all the other teammates anyway, so they're going to have to talk about it anyways, whether Jake DeBrusque goes out and talks about it or not. And two, the other guys don't care. We all recognize it's a business. As long as Jake DeBrusque is showing up and working hard every day and trying to do the best he can, whether they want to go somewhere else, it's really a pretty common thing in pro sports that there's 24 guys not all of them are going to be happy with everybody. Andrew Raycroft of Nesson talking pucks with Gresham Keith. Brad Marchand has been suspended for the old slew foot. And as Keith and I talked yesterday, Razor, you know, Marshy isn't going to be one of those guys that is going to get cut any slack from the NHL front office. What do you make of this latest Marchand incident and suspension? I don't think much of the incident. I didn't even really recognize it, to be honest, watching the game. I didn't think anything of it. Um, the suspension, I still I do understand how you're not getting away from your past in this league, especially. Uh, it's always going to come back. He's had two other suspensions for Slewfoot. So when things come up, Brad Marchand's never going to get any slack cut, to your point. He's, the NHL is never going to let him off the hook. He's got to... He's always going to be the guy that goes over the edge with suspensions from the NHL. So it's disappointing. It doesn't really deserve three games in, in this vacuum. But in the whole picture, you look back at his career, he suspended six times in the NHL. That's a lot. And, and I know he's played a long time at this point now, but the, that's what they look at is that past. And, and he's always going to get one or two more games than everybody else was for the same incident. I consider myself a big Bruce Cassidy fan. I, I love how honest he is. I love, you know, everything he does. Like when we've had the chance to interview him or just listen to him post game, I think he's been great. And the team's obviously been very good under him as well. 
This year, though, it seems like maybe the team's not as good. He's been calling out a lot of players a lot of the time. How, as a player, do you react to that? Because it's one thing when the team was rolling and it would be every so often that a player needed, you know, maybe light a fire under him. But this year it seems like he's gone to that tactic an awful lot. It seems like he has. And, and I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago where, where I was watching and waiting to see how it progresses because I think he was doing it early in the season. Not a lot of games keep everybody, you know, keep pushing on everybody to get through those four, five, six days break with intensity. And, and I think it is difficult to do that over an 82-game season to keep sending messages, right? We, we hear him talk about sending messages. And it's hard to do that 82 times with two or three different guys and putting guys on the ninth floor and not allowing them to play through things at certain times. So I think it, there, there is a fine line with that from the coaching staff. And, and to your point, the Bruins have been so good under Bruce Cassidy the whole time that he hasn't had to do it a lot. And now they're, they haven't come out of the gates the way everybody wants. It's, they're still 11 and 8. They're in a fine position, but it does get tedious if you're sending messages four times a week to different players, like we just talked about, it's easy to get guys to not like the situation, and, and you need more than two-thirds of those guys being happy. Are the captains not in control of the room that Bruce Cassidy, Razor, has to go to those lengths to try to either call people out or motivate them? No, not at all. You're never going to – I will never, ever question a room with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron captain patrice is in charge of everything no one is more respected throughout the entire league than patrice bergeron and and when you interview guys and they talk about how perfect he is that's really how everyone thinks of him and how much he's given the game how much he works at the game on a daily basis and how much respect he gives all other players especially on his team so, no, there's no way the captains are losing jobs. There's, there's guys struggling, and Bruce Cassidy is doing what he's doing to try and get them to play better individually. Well, this morning on the Greg Hill Show, they had Mike Milbury on, and Wiggy, I think for maybe the third or fourth year in a row, brought up the idea of trading Patrice Bergeron. And <laughs> Now, Milbury didn't laugh at the suggestion, though, and because he referred to them. It was very doom and gloom this morning, if you, if you listen to that. And... Milbury referred to them as like a playoff wannabe. And so I guess the question would be, if this team is trending like they're not even going to make the playoffs, let alone be a cup contender, do you have to consider all options, including maybe moving on from two of your older stud players in order to reboot the team? Not in a million years. If I'm in charge, no. doesn't make any sense at all. You have... You talk about culture and you talk about the Bruins, that culture that they've had for so long, and, and, and it goes to one guy, and that's Patrice. So, so no, you're not trading Patrice Bergeron anywhere. It's crazy. They, they do have to get better. They do have to get everybody playing better and playing to their potential. And obviously with the Jake DeBrus thing, there seems to be a move coming sooner or later when it comes to that to resolve things. I, I'm There's no way that I'm trading Patrice Bergeron, though. That doesn't. That doesn't do any, you know, what are you getting back for? Are you getting Sydney? Are you getting Connor McDavid back for him? Maybe then, but <laughs> beyond that, who Probably are you not. getting back that's going to be right. better for this team? Andrew Raycroft with us. Andrew, you were a goalie in the NHL for a long time. If you heard your general manager say what Don Sweeney said the other day about Tuca 
and the whole, well, if he's going to play, he's likely to join us. How is that not a mind screw? Help me out. How are these goalies in Swayman and Linus not sitting there thinking, well, it's just a matter of time before Tuca's going to come in and then I'm porked? (laughs) Well, one, you you like to think that you can compete with Tuca. You can compete with an old goaltender coming off hip surgery. That's the first thought. I I think in Jeremy Swayman's case, he looks at it and and understands that his future is real bright in this team and in this organization, in this league. And, and he's just working every day to stay here and get better and develop. Lena mean, Salmark, on the other hand, has a big contract that he just signed. So he's not looking over his shoulder. for He just got $20 million. So they both have to work on their game. They both understood that Tuca was going to be here and working out and get, getting better and using the rink and was going to be around. So, so they knew that. It, I'm sure it's a little difficult at times and a little awkward possibly where you're just trying to work on your game. But, listen, there's always somebody coming up, there, whether it's a kid in the AHL who's lighting the world on fire down there and you're struggling at the NHL level. You understand who's around and what's going on throughout the business. And as a goaltender, you know there's always that third guy. There's always that fourth guy pushing for your job. There's only 60 of these jobs in the, in the whole world. There's tons of guys pushing for it. They knew Tuca was going to be around. It wasn't like they just threw Tuca out here in the middle. You know, Tuca retired, and then all of a sudden come Christmas, oh, Tuca's coming back. Everyone knew what the deal was going to be. We're roughly at the quarter point of the season, and they have split pretty even, 10 games, 9 games for the two goalies. What would, the, what would your letter grade be for each guy? I can't imagine it's separated by much. No, it would be the same, right? Give them a B. Yeah. would be my grade for both guys. They they haven't been bad. They haven't been horrible. They haven't cost this team any wins. There hasn't been one game where I was like, wow, that was so bad. Like, they gave up five goals in the first period, and they had no chance. The games they've lost the last few times at home that have been disappointing, they've been tied or they've had the lead going into the third period, and they haven't been able to hang on at the end. So, But, on the other hand, they haven't won a game where they got outshot 42-16. to 16. That happened the other night on Tuesday against Detroit. They haven't had one of those big stolen victories from their side as well. So they're right in the middle. That, that B number seems to be about right for me. So for those of you who uh, are not familiar with the tickle trunk, when we asked Andrew Raycroft about Halloween, he said he had to go to the tickle trunk to be able to look for some costumes. So now the tickle trunk has become a thing that Andrew will now stuff a player into or put a line of players into. Like last week, the tickle trunk can be good, the tickle trunk can be bad. So Razor, who is in the tickle trunk this week and for what reason? Well, we had a lot of options, and I, and I, I refrained from going doom and gloom, like you said, what was going on this morning. It feels yeah. like been the last few days. You know, we could put a COVID coach in there. We could put a player asking for a trade, but I, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go right down the middle. So this week, not too negative, not too positive. David Pasternak. With Brad Marchand out of the lineup for two more games, David's got three goals in four games. Four points in four games. I feel like he's heating up, and I also feel like this team needs him to heat up. And I mean breakout, five goals in three games, six goals in four games, that kind of a breakout. I feel that coming. David Pasternak in the tickle trunk this week. Ooh, all right. There we go. A little positive. So he needs to be better. Trunk. He needs to be better. He, need, he hauls there. They need to be great. He needs to score. 
to get through this team through the next couple games. Good stuff, Razor. Thank you, friend. We appreciate it. We'll catch you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good week.